Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, overprohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family. Cannolis and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Trevor Woods here from SB Nation's Maze and Brew. High atop Michigan Stadium, the big house after Michigan's season opener against Colorado State, a game in which ended with a 51-7 Wolverines victory over the Colorado State Rams, a game that was never really in doubt and a lot of positive takeaways from this to start things off in the fall of 2022. It was a hot one at Michigan Stadium today, temperatures around 90 degrees. Head coach Jim Harbaugh after the game said he was very pleased and proud of his team and their conditioning no players cramped and uh, they are firing at all cylinders and especially on defense they had seven sacks in all and the sacks were spread out last year Michigan had edge rushers such as Aiden Hutchinson a Heisman finalist and David Ojabo who had the lion's share of the sacks but things are going to be a bit more spread out this year on the sack total and that's what happened today. You had Michael Barrett with a sack, Rod Moore, Jalen Harrell, Mozzie Smith, all with half sacks. Mike Sanders still had a sack. R.J. Moten had a sack. Anoma had a sack. A lot of people. Mason Graham half sack. Chris Jenkins half sack. So you're getting the picture. You're getting the point. 11 tackles for loss and all. And then something that the coaches have drove home as a point of emphasis this offseason was to create more turnovers on the defensive side of the ball. And there were a couple, a DJ Turner scoop and score off a fumble. And then there was an interception by safety Rod Moore. So a couple solid turnovers 
and one heck of a solid showing from new defensive coordinator Jesse Minter. Now, Minter, great friends with former Michigan defensive coordinator Mike McDonald, who's now the D.C. of the Baltimore Ravens. The scheme is going to be quite similar. Uh, might be some different terminology and verbiage mixed in, but overall the same fundamentals that they both learned together at the Baltimore Ravens under then defensive coordinator at Baltimore, Wink Martindale. So you're going to see some exotic schemes uh, as far as blitzes are concerned this year, and a lot of guys are going to be able to eat. It's not just going to be two guys. It's going to be a bunch of guys. The defense was flying around all afternoon. They just gave up one score, one blemish, very short of a shutout. So absolutely hats off to the Michigan defense and hopefully for their sake it's a sign of things to come and of course there's some things they can clean up but it looked pretty darn good today folks and they were continuing to harass the Colorado State quarterback Clay Millen and Millen is a functional guy with his mobility and man he was dead to rice a lot he was getting creamed a lot and he kept getting back up so credit to Millen but the Michigan defense certainly brought their A game today. Offensively, some things were a continuation of last season. That would be the running game. Blake Horam, 76 yards rushing. Donovan Edwards, 64 yards rushing. C.J. Stokes appeared to be the third guy today in the rotation. 35 rushing yards in all. Michigan had 234 yards on the ground and four scores. So, Obviously, the running backs are good, but what does that also mean? It means the offensive line was playing well. They were creating some pretty big and sizable holes today. And, of course, you need to look at the opponent, a team that hasn't had much success in recent years, Colorado State. So, of course, games like this can't get too high on yourself. Got to take things with a grain of salt, but uh, look pretty darn good today, the running game and the offensive line. They protected the quarterbacks a good amount, too. So, a lot of things to like, uh, a lot of things to like across the board. When over 80 guys, I believe Jim Harbaugh said, got in the game on offense, defense, and special teams. So that's something to be proud of alone. And a lot of guys had you know, two or one reception. The highest reception total for anybody today was Roman Wilson, Cornelius Johnson, Colson Lovell, who all had two receptions. Then there was about 10 guys who had just one reception each. So that kind of shows how they wanted to spread things out today, and they certainly did. Now, the biggest thing everybody's going to be talking about is not going to be the defense, it's not going to be the running game, not going to be the offensive line, not going to be the coaching from either coordinator, not going to be Jim Harbaugh. It's going to be about the quarterback competition. Now, before week one, Jim Harbaugh announced that Cade McNamara, who was the starter all last season, would be the week one starter. Now, McNamara was the starter today. He went 9 of 18 for 136 yards with one score. Harbaugh did say he felt that McNamara did play pretty good, took what the defense gave him, led to some scoring drives, albeit these scoring drives did end in field goals for the most part. But And Harbaugh mentioned there were a few drops. That is true. But McNamara, 9 of 18, 136 yards. There was one touchdown. It was on a screen to Roman Wilson. That went 61 yards in all. And boy, can Roman Wilson really scoot. Uh, that was evident on that play. And Michigan has a lot of weapons at the quarterback's disposal, no matter who the starter ends up being. But so McNamara started today against Colorado State. And Harbaugh previously announced before today that it would be McCarthy, J.J. McCarthy, who will start next week a night game against Hawaii. But 
McCarthy came into the game today, and that isn't necessarily a surprise. Not a surprise in a blowout, but McCarthy played really good, guys. McCarthy, the second run of the game, it was a touchdown run. And not only was it a touchdown run, it was a really impressive touchdown run. He hit full speed right away. And then in the open field, he had to make a defender miss. And not only did he make that defender miss, not only did he was able to juke the defender out, but McCarthy really didn't break stride doing so. His acceleration is top-notch. And I find McCarthy to be one of the fastest quarterbacks in all of college football. Now, Jim Harbaugh said after the game that McCarthy was electric. And he said the game has been slowing down for him to where you can get all that adrenaline, but you're seeing the field clearly. You're not panicking out there, things of that nature. And McCarthy was taking what the defense gave him. Uh, going through his reads, Harbaugh was pleased that McCarthy was going through his reads. He wasn't just looking to run right away. McCarthy ran three times in all for 50 yards. Each time, it looked for a moment that he could break it, break a big one. And one of those, as I already noted, he did break for a touchdown score. So things are going to get interesting next week, especially the fact that McCarthy is starting. And that's a different dynamic than this week. After the game, quarterback Kate McNamara, he mentioned that he was surprised that he wasn't named the starter outright to start the season. And he thought he had his best camp to date. And, well, that may be the case, but this quarterback competition appears to be legitimate, especially when you watch four quarters like we did today, whether you're a fan at home or like me in the press box. And yeah, McNamara did some good things, but then McCarthy comes in and you can't help but go, wow, on a couple of his runs and a couple of his throws. He just has such good arm strength and he throws things on a line that the wow plays are kind of hard to ignore. And what does that mean? Does that mean he's going to be the starter moving forward? Um, Who knows yet, right? Let's see next week. Let's see how it goes when he gets to be the starter and Gets more reps than the four of four for 30 yards. Let's see, you know, for him for three and a half quarters, how McCarthy does. But um, if things remain the way they are and McCarthy continues to have wild plays, but continues not to force things either, you know, where he can not only game manage, but he can do some impressive things without being reckless, you know, if he can do that, if you can be electric, like Harbaugh called him, if you can be electric without being reckless, then the writing may ultimately be on the wall in the quarterback competition. And at some point, maybe in the very near future, it becomes McCarthy's job to lose. Now, of course, McNamara is not too happy about this. He's not too pleased about this. And um, I was front row in the presser. And if you were in that room, you could sense the, the tension in him, the fact that you know, he wished, wished this is his job for good, but that's not the case. So McNamara is going to have to continue to roll with the punches, which he says he's accustomed to doing. But we'll see if that continues to be the case for Cade. But, uh, yeah, and can I blame him for feeling that way? No, of course not. Any competitor is going to want the ball in their hands at all times. But, uh, hey, if this is a legitimate meritocracy, like Jim Harbaugh likes to call 
competition, then may the best man win, and whoever it is, uh, they'll reveal themselves to the general public, to the riders, to the coaching staff, to their teammates. And one common trend that I have found in all of this is in recent weeks when any players asked about whether it's Cade, whether it's JJ, they say they'd support either one. They're fond of both quarterbacks. So I don't think there will be any type of divide in the locker room. And that also coincides with the trust and belief they have in their head coach, Jim Harbaugh, to make the right decision and the right call. And I think Harbaugh is going to get a lot of leeway in that regard, especially after a season like last season in which Michigan won the Big Ten Championship, beat Ohio State, and won the college football playoff. And to somebody to counter to me right now and say, well, that was Cade McNamara at the helm last season. Well, it was a team effort. It wasn't just Cade. Cade was a very valuable piece, made some very clutch throws along the way when Michigan needed to have them. But it's a little more complex than that. So last year doesn't win you a job this year, and I'm sure Jim Harbaugh feels the same way in that regard. Now, what's next for Michigan? What's next for the quarterbacks? What's next for the coaching staff? Well, they have Hawaii, who got blown out by Vanderbilt last week, who had a quite a bad season last year, lost over 20 players to the transfer portal. Then the following week, UConn, a team that was 111 last season. Now, i got to respect every opponent and all those cliches, but the next couple weeks are favorable to the team to – fine-tune any of the mistakes that may have occurred today. But it was a pretty clean game. They, they didn't record a penalty till much later on, and that was just, just one blemish, one 10-yard blemish. So uh, a lot to like, but, you know, you know how coaches are. They're always going to find something to nitpick at, and that's, that's how it should be. But the season, to start it off, the schedule was favorable to figure some stuff out. Now, some people would say you'd rather face a juggernaut right away to know where you stand. Well, I kind of disagree with that, and I think it's also served the quarterback competition well, where Harbaugh was able to say, okay, Cade gets week one, JJ gets week two, and then we'll try to make a determination after that before we play 111 UConn. So uh, expect Michigan to be 3 0 <laughs> once they head into. Big Ten play against Maryland, and then the following week they'll be at Iowa, a team that they didn't score a touchdown today. They got two safeties against South Dakota State and a field goal. So that game set football back about 50 years, but always got to take them seriously when Michigan heads on the road up there. But the schedule's looking favorable, and it'll look even more favorable if they continue to get competent quarterback play, whether that's from Cade McNamara or J.J. McCarthy. But a lot to like from today, some things to improve on. But if you're a Michigan fan and you see the final score, 51-7, to you'll take it, especially when you see a team, a rival, such as Michigan State, kind of scuffle and struggle and look sluggish on offense against Western Michigan. So uh, two fan bases that got to be feeling a little bit different today. And we'll see how they feel in October and November and then so on. But for now, this is Trevor Woods. You can follow me on Twitter at Woods Football. Subscribe to all Mason Brew podcasts. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and wherever you get your podcasts. 
And we'll be talking to you next week when I'll be once again high atop Michigan Stadium in the wee hours of the night once Michigan plays Hawaii. Talk to you then.